I, I went into the store. I kind of lost my train of thought. I even forgot what I went into the store for. And I came back out, got in my car, and I had about like a 45-minute drive. And the whole car ride home, I started having a panic attack, like legit heart palpitations, anxiety. Um, my palms were, were sweating. I was shaking. And I realized it's because I have had this phobia of... everybody welcome back to the Dima podcast it's Neela and it is Adis what's up family man okay so the other day I was going to a store after work uh, to pick up something and I there was this woman she had like kind of a mask on but the mask was like under her and she was sitting on the floor kind of hinging over looked like she was like you know like throwing up and I was walking closer towards the entry of the store. And as I got closer, I realized that he, she had just got done vomiting because I could see it. And um, I, I went into the store. I kind of lost my train of thought. I even forgot what I went into the store for. And I came back out, got in my car, and I had about like a 45-minute drive. And the whole car ride home, I started having a panic attack, like legit heart palpitations, anxiety. Um, my palms were, were sweating. I was shaking. And I realized it's because I have had this phobia of vomit since I was probably six years old, from as far as I can remember. And when I say this to people, they laugh, but I don't think people understand that it's an actual disorder that I have. And there's, it's actually called emetophobia. It's a certain type of phobia, fear of vomiting, hearing vomit, seeing it, whether you're vomiting yourself, whether others are around you, you start to get anxiety, you get panic attacks. It's A phobia essentially is an anxiety disorder that stems from the fear of something. And when I started falling into that rabbit hole, I was like, oh my God, this is an actual condition that I have because since I can remember as a child whether I was going to be sick I remember always getting the shakes like I'd start shaking or if someone around me even if I would hear that someone had the stomach flu or someone got food poisoning I'd start to get very very uncomfortable and it sounds insanely irrational right it sounds very very like like I sound stupid but the thing is that this is an actual fear and phobias exist and I also have another phobia that I've also done the research for it's called musophobia it's the phobia of rats and rodents primarily rats and mice again same exact concept. If you do the research under these like specifics, it'll tell you the fear, the anxiety that's driven through it. And the thing is that it's it's not like things of similar nature. Like I could be around squirrels. I could be around gophers that look very similar to rats. I think even from the same like family. But when it comes to like rats and mice specifically, like I even like raccoons, but even like more specifically um, rodents, I will not come out. I will run the opposite direction. New York's one of my favorite cities in the world. They they have a huge rat problem. And I remember, um, you know, every time like just walking through Central Park, I would see one. And then the thing is, like I'd run the opposite direction. And then you look you're just looking on the floor at that point and you start seeing them everywhere. And it's just I want to just touch on the fact that I physically become unwell and sick to the to the point where I started doing all this research on OCD disorders um, and learning a lot about how much of it I, I do have and how it's treated and how to treat it because it's irrational, but it, it does exist. And going home that day after the store and watching that poor lady, I hope she's doing OK, like get sick. When I tell you how bothered and uncomfortable I was driving home that I had to call my sister and like talk to her because I was having an anxiety attack, like my my jaw was like shaking. I realized I was like, okay, this is getting worse. Like I have a problem. So like I had to leave the store. But do you have a phobia? No. <laughs> I just, bro, I'm kind of like, 
shook at that. Like, I always knew you didn't like raccoons and you were scared of raccoons, which I can honestly understand because they look cute little bandits, but they could be vicious and attack, especially in where uh, our entire family kind of predominantly lives. They can get vicious and attack you right on the streets of, you know, I don't want to say the name, but you get it. But I never knew like you had a phobia of throwing up because like, it makes me wonder, like, first, like, it does sound irrational because I'm like, okay, like, someone's yakking, like, that's disgusting, like, I wouldn't want to look at yak, it would make me want to yak type, but I'm not gonna, like, be, like, trembling, shaking, right, but for you, maybe, like, I'm fascinated by the idea of, like, people with, like, OCD, you know, disorder, because it really is a disorder, there's extremities of it, too, like, someone that has severe OCD, where it bleeds to, like, every part of their lives, right, where, or like on the minor side where things have to just be this way in order for you to kind of go about your day and stuff, which I can understand because I have like mild levels of OCD as far as like my room being a certain way, my car being clean, etc. And like, it will genuinely bother me. Like I can't leave like an empty water bottle in my car or like a, a piece of gum wrapper just chilling. It has to be clean. My car has to at least have like some sort of uh, clean arrangement for me to just like be comfortable driving and stuff. So I get the OCD and always makes me wonder like why that is. And I think back to me being a kid, whether it be like what I was like succumbed to as far as like what I was seeing with my parents and how they lived their lives and that how like that kind of bled onto like how I'm kind of living. And I know that like your upbringing and like your childhood has something to do with it right and like i think with phobias and stuff there has to be a psychological moment that you went through as a kid whether seeing someone throw up or like hearing that or hearing the sound of it or something along the lines of that that makes you just like like genuinely like have a phobia and genuinely fear. It's a, fear. a fear of that either happening to you or seeing it and it causing something in your body or whatever so I know it's a legit thing, right? But it's like the levels of like what it can make someone like your brain and the power of your brain that can make you feel this way is fascinating and so scary to me. And you there, know? there are shows on this where, again, it's like to, to others, it's so normal because they don't have that phobia. Yeah. But like, have you ever seen like, oh, the woman that was afraid of a carrot? Like, scared, like legit carrot, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, or like this person was scared of cardboard. Like, it's all stemmed from some sort of traumatic experience on, uh, from your upbringing. I, I don't know if you're you're born with phobias. I know OCD is definitely uh, something like, uh, for those who don't know, OCD is like obsessive compulsive disorder with anything that I, and I recently also was like, oh my God, okay, my minimalistic approach to my life with, I have no problem getting rid of things. Like, yeah. I don't know if. I talked to you about this recently, but you know how some people hold on to like, oh, I have this letter. This is from the second grade. I have this jacket. I wore this on my first date with him. I have this pencil that like my aunt gave me, you know, I have no problem getting rid of those types of things because I hate clutter and I love getting rid of things because I love my space to be empty and like clean. And I don't like unnecessary stuff places. And I also, everything in my home has a home. So I, as I started living alone and learning about myself and people will give me this feedback, I was like, oh, it's because my dad was a hoarder and my whole life growing up, he had his stuff in my space at all. And my closets were boxes and boxes and boxes of his electronics and like VCRs and DVD players. And it just took up all my space, right? So I was like traumatized by not having space my whole life. And I know my sisters can also relate. And same with my, like our home as a whole, right? Like you, you know, like just 
excess amount of things everywhere so that when I got to having my own space, I became obsessive with just less is more but and like nothing. No, I know, but I'm obsessing over the fact of not having clutter and like not having anything anywhere. I also have an OCD with exp expiration dates. I, anything I take out of the fridge, I look at. And my friend recently started living with me. I, this is why I know these things because she's calling me out on it. And she goes, you smell everything. Like I'll take a plate out the dishwasher and I'll smell it. And that's my mom's fault because I have like the sensitivity to smell that I'll literally like a fork. Like if it just smells like it needs to be washed again or like, you know, like she's like, I'll, I'll be like, is this expired? And like, she'll just be like, why do you ask it? I'm like, why wouldn't anyone check what is expired if you're putting it in your body? You know, like apparently some people just do a sniff test and I'm just like, no, what? no. Yeah. So that's all OCD. It's all OCD. And I'm like, it's, it's true. It's, it's, not an unhealthy way of life. I'm fine. I can go about, like, I can go be in a messy house and I can go on vacation with people who are messy. My area will always be organized and clean. It's not severe or, like, critical, but there are critical phases of it that people have. Do you think you can develop those tendencies later in life? Yeah, absolutely. Right? Based on, like, what you've experienced and stuff? And, mm -hmm. like, I, I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know the answer to that. I feel like a lot of, you know, it, it's like dealing with someone that went through trauma at, like in their childhood and that can bleed onto their like early adulthood and adulthood. I don't know if like tomorrow you can just wake up and have a phobia of like, like something you're not really like, you know, like you didn't, you weren't susceptible of getting that like later than you were beforehand. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you can wake up and tomorrow be scared of cardboard, but maybe if you went through a traumatic experience with cardboard or mm -hmm. like, let's say for example, like it can result, like someone gets in a car accident. Like I remember when, um, Matt got in a car accident, one of our cousins, um, and it was really, really traumatic. He got out of that knock on wood. He went through like a, a, a big change in his life as far as like his physical ailment and stuff from that car accident. And then like later on, a couple of months later, he got into a minor fender bender accident with one of his other cousins. Right. And then after that second event, I remember being in the car with him and like every time I would like slowly break in like behind a car, he would kind of tense up mm. and he would like put his hands out like this. And I'm like, bro, are you, are you good? And that's because he developed this fear of being in a car and getting into like a fender bender or an accident, mm. right? So I feel like that can develop, but a phobia or like severe <clears throat> OCD when it comes to like, or not severe it could be even like a medium sense of like ocd where like things have to be this way for you to go about your life i don't know if you can develop that later do you I do know. i make sense i think that it can come from something for yeah. sure that like trauma you, has to be involved yeah right? if you don't process and like uh maybe yeah. process through it and like deal with it and you just sit with it and then maybe four or five years down the line it starts to hit you yeah or like for example same like let's say someone uh, had had no problem flying on a plane and then went through a very bad plane experience crash or something where it had to land or something after that they immediately became like fear this fear of flying so i think fears and stuff yeah but phobias where it's just like a psychological disorder for real like i it, where to the point where you tense up in your anxiety you're like hyperventilating i think does have to do with the traumatic experience which is why i feel like it can happen down the line um 
Like, I have a fear of raccoons, but that's because I developed that fear randomly after four of them chased me one day. And I, and legit, right? Before that, I was fine with the idea of raccoons. Now I'm just scared of them. But, like, the phobia of, like, I can't see it. I can't hear about it. If someone tells me about something, like, that I have a phobia of, I can't even hear about it. That's a little bit different. And in terms of treatment, so, like, I've been doing a lot of research. It's, like, a, it's all cognitive. You have to do therapy, um, cognitive therapy, to kind of baby step towards getting to a place where you can at least tolerate the thought of it versus is actually just throwing you in the deep end with a cage of like rats right like for example with OCD treatment like let's say someone has like extreme OCD with everything being like a horizontal or like one color or like you know like they'll start with like if you have a line of cups they'll like misplace one cup and be like let's just sit with that for a little bit and you'll that person's like tweaking right it's like baby steps it's like with with the, my type of fear like I was just researching symptoms and like to, to refrain from like psychiatry because then that's just medicated and like I don't believe in that too much unless it's necessarily needed um it's like, okay, let's sit you in a room where you're just hearing someone throw up, not necessarily seeing it. It's like baby steps like that, which the thought of it, I can't even fathom. But it's like there is treatment. Yeah. It's just uh, accepting, being accepting of it to get to a place where it's like the thought doesn't even scare you anymore. But anxiety as a whole, I got diagnosed with anxiety at like seven years old. I remember, I don't know where it came from. I had a really healthy upbringing childhood. I just have always had anxiety. And now that I'm older, I can control it. But I've always had some sort of like... um like a panic attack of some sort or like wake up gasping for air every now and then. And I always notice that it stems from something that had happened. Cause when I go through like situations in that moment, I'm just solving, not processing. And then like four or five days later it hits me. So it's like, it's, you just have to, I think we need to regulate our, our train of thought and dealing with things when they come. But that's essentially what like therapy <clears throat> is also, right? Like therapy is being able to work through those certain things that you're going through because a lot of people when they're going through a very traumatic moment in their life or a time where, you know, the world and the walls feel like they're concaving in, you can't deal with it. So they result in people who have went to school to deal with these certain emotions and be able to com compartmentalize those emotions in a way where you're able to cope with it. Like, I, I don't know, I forgot the name for it. It's like submersive therapy or something where you jump in like uh, and you start hearing like the throw up sounds yeah, yeah, right yeah. it's the same thing that you were talking about but it makes me think of how powerful our brains are bro where it can genuinely turn into a physical ailment mm -hmm. bro like the thought of just seeing or the sight of seeing someone yak to you you start to get the shakes and start sweating and stuff right it turned physical right because your brain wasn't able to process because of whatever thing you went through or mm -hmm. however it developed it's the same thing we talked one of our most viral videos early on was the gang stalking video do you mm -hmm. remember that mm -hmm. and we used to get hundred like a lot of comments about people that said like i'm literally getting gang stalked my neighbor is a plant yeah, yeah. you know and like god forbid that being true and honestly god forbid it not being true because like both are scary mm -hmm. either these people are actually getting stalked and there's like a bigger idea like plan for whatever reason whether it be another agency whatever that are watching them and want these people to be watched for whatever reason and they're physically going through really a really dark time because they think the person walking their dog is watching them which granted i don't know fully and i haven't dived too deep into it and definitely go watch our video on it because it could be true right mm -hmm. at this point in 2024 anything is possible right so it's like or it could be an ailment that they're actually going through in their brain where they feel like they're being watched because of something that happened 
in their brain that's creating this phenomenon that they're being watched, right? Yeah, some sort of paranoia. Some sort of paranoia. from something. And it's almost impossible for them to shake. It's These crazy. types of um, disorders that exist more so in our Western, you know, medicine today versus, like, what our parents believe because, like, cultured and, like, back home, it's not as... Um, um, just present, at, at least that, you know, people can be aware of. It's just not more as Televised informed. Like, like it's over. not like there's yeah, not yeah. enough resources mm-hmm. versus here where it's like everything, there are mental disorders and that they don't have to be bad. But like, have you heard of like agoraphobic people who like cannot leave Agora their home? Hill? No, not her. That's another type of disorder where the, these people cannot leave their home. Wow. They cannot leave to the, like out their door. Um, there's anxiety can exist and it can grow and it can be born depression. I know so many people who develop social anxiety just after COVID and like from being quarantined for so long that going out in public and being around people became so like, um, just, it gave them so much anxiety. People who developed health anxiety. I have health anxiety. I'm a hypochondriac a thousand percent. And like that was developed and I know exactly when and how, you know? And like, I, I went through a traumatic time with my family where everyone got sick and it's like, I I thought every headache was a brain tumor. I thought every, like, heart, like... And the thing with anxiety is it becomes so, so uh, symptomatic. Um, What do they call it? Socio-symptom or something where it's, like, physical now, right? Mm -hmm. Where you get, like, heart, um, like, uh, pains, shooting pains, and you're like, oh, my God, I'm having a heart attack. So it's actually all connected through our mind, and, like, our mind is so powerful, to your point, that if not treated, and it doesn't have to be, like, medically treated, like, through medication always, but, like, I believe in holistic approaches... If not treated, it can get really, really bad. Really bad. Yeah, and, like, the fear of not knowing what it is increases that anxiety. Like, why yeah. am I feeling this way? Like, yeah. what is making me feel this way? And a lot of people, like, to your point, it needs to be treated and treated the right way. We always like to, uh, you know, diagnose ourselves, whether it be on Google or whatever, and then try to make a remedy for ourselves, you know? Like, that can actually result in way worse things right like go like i remember like go smoke a blend like you feel me like go drink you know but it's like those things are probably not going to help you in the same way with western medicine it's like here take this stuff and it's going to help you take this xanax and it's going to help you with your anxiety but it's making you a shell of yourself so it's like so crazy because we don't know what it is one we don't know if the things that we're taking for it to be a remedy for it will help us or make us worse and we just don't know how we came to this point i know i know so it's like bro like how do you do with something that happened to us at some point or someone around us and i have nothing against um psychiatrists prescribing medication for chemical imbalances all those things i think for most people if, if necessary take it i'm not on anything but i i also understand that most cases can result into that and it's needed right like where you need those types of like estrogen levels all that stuff to like release positive toxins all those things where you can't do it on your own so i get that but i also believe in like i think getting to the root of the issue is, is core that's why like i never had therapy And I've only done a few sessions a while back when I like had I developed health anxiety. And truthfully, after like two or three sessions, when she talked me through how to think through the thoughts and how to control them, I was good. Like sometimes you just need to have a conversation in a safe space where you can express what's going on and they have that professional knowledge to guide you through it. And then you can kind of take control from there. You know, you know what's insane to me? And I was thinking about this the other day because I saw this TikTok post and it, it showed the percentage of people who die on like let's say god forbid it's hella morbid but like die on the table after they're getting like 
surgery and stuff, like let's say like trauma surgeons, right? Like our medical field is so advanced and it was way back then, right? But when you, um, when you find someone, let's say, God forbid, a gunshot victim, right? Gets rushed to the hospital, right? Mm -hmm. And they pass GSW. away. Right? What is that? Gunshot wound. Gunshot wound. What the f <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, but... watch, uh, I watch Grey's oh, Anatomy. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when a GSW pulls up, right? Like, I was like, what? Golden State Warriors? Like, shout out to the Warriors, right? But, uh. When a warrior comes into the uh, room, right, they like you'd expect and like, God forbid, they pass away. You'd expect it's because like it could be blood loss. Mm -hmm. It could be like a variety of things. But a lot of those cases, bro, are uh, mal. It wouldn't be considered malpractice or like the surgeon doing something wrong or hitting an artery. Have right? you seen Dr. Death? No. Oh my God. Okay. I haven't seen either, but I watched a few episodes. My friend was watching it and essentially the first season is about this neurosurgeon who was purposely paralyzing people Holy through surgery. Like that's what I'm saying. Like even- Cause he was a sociopath that was smart enough to become a surgeon. Nurses do that too. Dude, that's so scary. Yeah. I mean, you can go to a doctor for a headache and depending on their knowledge and their bias and their experience and their visibility, one can say you're not drinking enough water. The other can say you need a CT scan because it could be like aneurysm. You literally do not know. It's their judgment. Exactly. And that's why I'm just like, bro, I never thought of that. I'm like, oh, like they probably like pass away on their own, but it could be the complications of the doctor that's working. Granted, they go to school for this. There's a reason why it's so strenuous. There's a reason why, you know, the people that become doctors are the most genius people that, yeah, you know, are walking. It's a very difficult job. And like, if you are a doctor in any sort of fashion or whatever, even dermatologists, bro, like you gotta go to school for years to become a dermatologist. Like kudos to you and you guys are needed in society. Bro, speaking of that, it's like there's even derms who um, can look at something and be like, keep an eye on it. That's just if, it, if it's flat, it's fine if it grows let me know and other could be like immediately you need to go get a like chat like go like do because it could be god forbid skin cancer it's all and i know i've recently talked to someone about this who are like dude i saw something on my skin and like my doctor just said come back in a few months come back in a few, keep your eye on it keep your eye on it and the uh, and it ended up being skin cancer and it's like bro and you have to trust your instinct and it's it's, it's scary because to your point, we don't know essentially. And there's terminology and like a verbiage and cause for everything. Even if it does go wrong on the table, there's always some sort of cause around it that could be like, oh, blood thinner or blood cloth, like to, to kind of word around essentially what could be their mistake, right? There's always some sort of protection because you do go into surgery with the risk of always something going wrong, but it's like there's always some sort of reasoning. That That's, isn't on the doctor. And we don't think or about Or the that, anesthesiologist, bro. like all those things, yeah. Like how do we know that the information that we're getting is even like correct. Like remember there was a doctor, <laughs> there was a doctor, one of our family members went to a doctor and they got the, I forgot the, <laughs> like, do you know who I'm talking about? They went and then they diagnosed them with like the most stupidest thing. I'll tell you off camera, bro, but like, th that's the sort of thing that I go into. Like this person will tell you one thing and the other person will tell you one thing and you genuinely don't know. Yeah. And we don't have like, there's not a magic key that will just unlock all of the information about the human brain, the human body, etc. We're just kind of free flowing based on like, you know, the tons and tons of research that we've done they just know based off of the degree of science up yeah. into the extent that it offers that's it and to the research that continues to come every day so exactly. it's like oh something new something new new research new research so it's crazy insane Niels. wow where can they find us my gosh not with phobias <laughs> we're working on it youtube.com slash the dima podcast tdp we out we out